to sing this. Yeah. Today's a very special day because it's November in, in 7th day. Yes, yeah, November 7th, which means it's Mass Effect Day for any of you who've played the Mass Effect series. We'll have more on that as our main topic, but we've got some current event stuff to talk about, don't we? Yeah. Do you want to start with the Wonder Woman trailer? There was a new one. Yes. <laughs> got got a cool look at some um the the lasso of truth. You got to see that kind of glowing. You got to see her deflect some bullets, stuff like that. So that was really cool to see that. The action scenes that just look like they're just going to be really, really, really awesome. So that was definitely cool to see that. There have been some speculations online that we've that the main bad guy might be Ares. Oh, I almost yeah. said Mars for some reason. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> it's it's right, but not in the terminology that we're talking about here. So, so there's speculation that that might be who the big villain is in this. So, I guess we'll have to see more on that later. DC also released another trailer for Lego Batman. Yay! Which showed the Joker, showed some more Robin, had a nice little homage to. The Batman versus Superman. I, I am so looking forward to the Lego Batman movie. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Something I did notice, though, Will Arnett doesn't really change his voice going from Batman to Bruce Wayne, even though I don't I don't find that an issue. I, I still think it's right. funny, just because his, his version of Batman's voice is, I believe, funny no matter how you do it. I think it's funny when they have the part where Barbara Gordon... It's like I want to. Oh, it showed it showed her too. Yeah, and and she was like, I really want to work with Batman, and he's like, Oh, that's gonna be a problem. So that was <laughs> so that was definitely a cool little treat on the DC side. Yeah. Um, speaking of DC, we're gonna segue because this has been brought up before, and I figured this would be a good time to bring it up that there is a miniseries coming out where the DC heroes and the Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers meet up i don't know how i feel about that i don't know either i think it's very interesting i just i just don't know how i really feel about it it's it's it's, it's, it's an interesting thing i just never would have put those two together so I, that's kind of my thing i guess is, i just feel like this is just more um this is fan pandering more than anything I, I don't know if I would go that far, but I, I don't know. It just, I, I would have never matched those no. two as a team up. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work as a team. Right. Then again, I would have never matched up DC and Mortal Kombat, but I don't know if that even matched mm. up together too. So yeah. hopefully it's not that kind of situation. On the topic of Power Rangers, did you see the toy released image for the new Megazord, possibly? Yep. What did you think of that? Uh, I think it's it just pretty looks... Pretty over the top. I It, it just looks weird. I wouldn't yeah. have... It, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. If that is really what it is, it kind of looks like... I, I kind of want to say it looks like a putty, almost. And If I want to stay in... The Power Rangers myth hmm. mythos. It kind of looks like a putty with, you know, some extra additions to it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a toy, so who knows? It could just be a very, <laughs> very um, simplified version of the Megazord. So, I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to see more on it. I, I'm, I'm kind of, that worries me slightly for the Power Rangers. Eh. Slightly. 
Oh, and um, so some stuff out of BlizzCon. Well, I don't play it too much, but um, they did a new character release uh, trailer. Like you know how they have those little videos. Yeah, the the ones that you enjoy uh, watching. I, I do enjoy watching them. Um, about the new character for Overwatch, Sombra. Yeah. who is a hacker who's going to bring some interesting diversity to the Overwatch game considering she can hack turrets, she can hack health points, she has an EMP ability. It's going to be interesting. So I'm really excited. I thought she looked really cool. That they're going to be having this in there. So that's definitely something that, I mean, kind of raised my eyebrow about her. I don't know if they've given an exact date of when she's going to be out. They, they might have. Yeah. They also kind of unveiled some more interesting kind of arcade modes that are possibly coming out. And one of them that I'm interested in, because they did this as a weekly brawl, is random character might be a possibility for a mode where you play and you just, you don't pick your character. It picks it for you. So I'm like, that's interesting. So that gets you to play as different characters that you might not normally play as. Well, and I feel like the matchups might be better too, just from watching you play. It's really annoying when... More than half the team all picks the same. Well, I've character. heard that they're apparently going to be fixing that issue as Are well. They they're going to not okay. let, let that happen. So you don't have an entire team of divas or an entire team of junk rats right. running around, <laughs> which is fun, kind of. So that's <laughs> that's definitely something that they're improving on. So that's really cool. I guess we can talk about a few Marvel things real quick. So there's been some Marvel stuff in the news as well. I'm going to start off with that Jeremy Renner has shown interest in possibly doing a Netflix series on, like, Yay, Hawkeye. Netflix. So that would be <laughs> cool to get some more out of that character. I mean, I... And they could... Um, I think that might be an easy thing to do, considering they kind of started delving a little bit into Hawkeye yeah. with his family. And so I think they could easily do a origin type story with Marvel them. is doing a really good job of building their cinematic universe up. And I, I think they're doing a great job making this world that they have feel very lived in mm-hmm. almost. So, yeah. so it's, you, you have, you know, your top tier heroes, you know, the Avengers, you have the defenders technically, and then you apparently have even the top tier above that with Dr. Strange, but we're not going to, Get into a super big discussion on Strange today. <laughs> but another team that might be making a appearance, I've heard, is the Runaways are possibly going to be on Hulu. So, Ellie, as being a big fan of the Runaways, I figure I'm going to give you two minutes to kind of go over with people who might not know what the Runaways are. Sure, I'd love to. Hold on one second. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. Um, the series came out in 2003. Okay. The The original creator, writer, was Brian Vaughn. Mm-hmm. But, but basically, it is a group of teens. Their parents meet about once a year. Uh, they're supposed to be getting together to work on a charity event. And Quote, unquote. Y- <laughs> yes. And uh, they they normally just, you know, hang out and chill while their parents get together. But one year, they decide to be a little bit more nosy and the, try the, to... The kids do. Yeah, the kids do to try to figure out, you know, what exactly their parents do and kind of wanted to spy on them a little bit. They end up finding out that their parents are part of an evil crime organization, The Pride. Ooh. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And what's really cool about it is the fact that... It brings a lot of different elements. So 
the different types of things their parents are are time travelers, mm-hmm. uh, mob bosses, telepathic mutants. Ooh. That sounds familiar. Yes. Uh, mad scientists, alien invaders, and dark wizards. So just the running the gambit of Marvel. They're checking off all the boxes. Yeah, hodgepodge of Marvel. <laughs> um, and it's just about their adventures. You know, they kind of overthrow their parents. And run and run away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and of course, Josh Whedon eventually mm-hmm. writes for the series later oh, on. That's cool. Uh, which he's a huge favorite of mine. And they even have done crossovers. Like the Runaway series has been so popular that they've done crossovers in Civil War and Secret Invasions. Cool. And, and I think they also had something in the Secret. Um, yeah, see, you said Secret Wars. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said Secret Invasion. They they were also yes. involved in apparently Secret Wars as well. Up oh, and that, that's your two <laughs> minutes. But I think that gave everyone a pretty good rundown of what the Runaways are. And I mean, there's definitely plenty of graphic novel material, material yeah. for them to go off of for the show, but also for people to read and kind of get familiar with. Because I know that there's one where Wolverines in it with them at one point. Uh, they had the Punisher too. Yeah, so I mean, they, yeah. they get a nice little mixture of the. They like to throw some of the other Marvel characters you. in to kind of get you go. Oh, I know that person, or yeah. So it's now, nice like with that. With the whole legal rights to who owns what, it would be interesting to see <sighs> how exactly Hulu yeah. would be able to do this. But once again, this this was. Do you a, feel like Hulu's doing this because of the success of the Netflix series with Daredevil? Wouldn't and all surprise that? me. Because it seems like the Netflix series are very intertwined with each other, mm-hmm. so possibly putting it on a different platform would widen its breadth to a lot more people. Right. So that's definitely something that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Another thing, to, to reference a comic real quick, there is Unworthy Thor oh, had yeah. issue one come out this week, which had a very interesting thing, which once again, harking back to Secret Wars, they kind of melded the Marvel Ultimate Universe with the 616 Universe, among other things, to get certain, to kind of clean up their timeline and clean up the continuity. Of course, Thor doesn't have his hammer right now. Right. Or Thor, sorry, let me put this in. Thor Odin's son does <laughs> man, not have his man hammer. Man Thor. Does not have his hammer. Jane, sorry, spoiler, Jane Foster is currently Thor with the Mjolnir hammer from 616. However, Thor Odinson has come across the very interesting item. He's come across the Mjolnir from the Ultimate Universe. Wow. So that's kind of interesting. I know the issue just came out this week. I'm going to have to see if I can get my hands on it because I would be interested to know. You know, that's a cool little of them melding the two universes together a little bit more of miles morales of course is something else that came from the ultimate universe that has crossed over so that would be interesting to see how this other mjolnir works in and how it affects the overarching thor storyline too yeah. so that's, that's that's definitely something current from the comics that i kind of made, made me raise an eyebrow so i guess with that being said we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back it's that's time to thing. Yeah, it's time to celebrate some Mass Effect. We'll see you guys on the other side of the break. This is... Zing this. Oh, you got me on that one. 
So today is November 7th. Yes. And as any huge fan of a, of a certain game series, Mass Effect, would know today is N7 Day, which comes from their armor and everything has the N7 logo. So unofficially, today has been deemed Mass Effect Day for everyone who's a fan of it. Just for a quick explanation on it. If you haven't played the Mass Effect games, their um, trilogy of games, there is a another one coming out, which is Mass Effect. Andromeda. So that's supposed to have a new trailer coming out today, too. Sadly, this will be recorded prior to that releasing. So definitely go watch that. Um, we might do a quick little YouTube video kind of with our remarks on that if there's anything interesting enough. But we'll see. I guess we'll start out with sort of discussing. You want to discuss the... Well, I kind of wanted to talk about the Andromeda Initiative. Okay, cool. Go for um, it. I figured that'd be a good way to kind of get started. Um, so basically, if you go to the Mass Effect, the EA website, website, they have what's called the Andromeda Initiative, and they've been asking people prior to in seven day mm -hmm. to basically submit their email okay, and to be put on the list to have, uh, to be... A, they're, they're seeking recruits, um, and if you're registered, um, that had stuff listed like the, you would receive critical mission info, uh, special training, and um, eligible reward program upon completion, but that's supposed to begin today, basically. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of, I guess, their way of, because from what the trailers seem like, from the information I've gathered, it mm -hmm. seems like the... Andromeda Initiative is the game's basically there's a I'm assuming a collection of all the races from the Mass Effect games going to the nearest galaxy to us which would be Andromeda and that's supposed to take it's supposed to be set 600 years so I'm assuming that's the length of time it would take for space travel for them to get from one point to another assuming they're going to be in stasis or something like that this is just right. me guessing off of this I haven't Ellie's done a lot more research on Andromeda than I have so, um, I don't know if they've released any of that information or if this is just me flying off the hook and guessing. Uh, well, they they have and they haven't. Um, you know the you know the name of the the siblings is Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, the last name. It's uh, the main character is Ryder is the brother, and then the uh, the female in the in the trailer is the, his sister. Hmm. Um, there's been speculation of what her name is, but there's no 100% yet until probably Monday when this stuff is coming out. Um, so you could probably be able to play as him or her. Once again, that's uh, how you yeah, choose which, which... Him Shep versus old Shep in the old games, um, which as a fan for me, um, I always like to play as good old male Shepherd. We'll have more on that in a little <laughs> bit. We'll, we'll, we have a discussion on that. I know, that. I know. Um, but I don't know if you've seen, did you watch the trailer with um, where Aaron Flynn is talking? The, the, I saw the, the one GM where they were. from Bioware. I saw the one where they were on the moon, the tease, I guess the tease okay. trailer. Well, they, they, they do have, it's about three minutes. Okay. Um, and the GM from Bioware is, is kind of giving you a little bit of uh, insight of, Kind of how it looks, and they said um, that 
that it should be watched in 4K, which unfortunately <laughs> we don't have those capabilities to but watch. But maybe you do. Yes. And so let us know how beautiful yeah, it looks. Yeah, please, because we're jealous. But it, it looks insanely ridiculous. And the one thing I, I thought looked really cool is near the end of the trailer, they have, you know, the galaxy map yeah. that you're used to seeing? Um, it's, you know, it's like a galaxy map type of thing, and it looks immense. Um, excuse me, I can't talk right now. It looks massive. So uh-huh. if Massive, massive, <laughs> massive, massive. Uh-huh. Oh, you went there. Um, but it looks so huge. If, if all the planets that they show in the trailer is actually, you know, you a bunch of places you can go to, then that would be really cool. So I, I hope it is going to be that big. Interesting. Well, that sounds really cool. I mean, like I said, they're probably going to be releasing a lot more stuff on that um, on November 7th, of course. So, like I said, we might have to do a quick YouTube or... Yeah, and I'm not sure if you're... Or next week recap on it. Right. And and that would be a good idea because apparently it's supposed to be a ton of stuff that's coming out on Monday. Um, And they also mentioned in that little, I guess, developer video, whatever you want to call it... um, that they're going to be using high dyna- um, high dynamic range lighting Ooh. on supported platforms as well. So, nice. sounds exciting. So, it's going to look pretty. <laughs> yes. All right. So, I guess we should get into the discussion on the Mass Effect games themselves, the trilogy of games. Uh, I kind of also want to point out, for anyone listening, we're probably not going to touch on the comics and novels too much. Well, they well, just a There's little a, snippet. There is supposed to be some comics coming out for the backstory of of some of the characters. I kind of meant in our discussion. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, because there's so much content out there that I kind of thought we could focus more on the just the game side of it for right. this for this discussion. Maybe right. next next and uh, seven day we'll have a little bit wider breadth of stuff. But for this one, focusing more on the games, probably hinting or. Touching on some stuff from the comics and from the um, novels. So with that being said, I guess we'll just start with, we, we both played the games. Yes. Probably multiple times. Um, I'm going to admit it right now. You forced me to play the first one oh my over, over again because I played it when it came out. I, I just, I was not playing it the way I guess you should have and I just was frustrated with it. Didn't play it. It was about a month or two before the second one came out. Yeah. And you were basically almost shoving it down my throat <laughs> to be like, go play this. And I was like, it wasn't interesting. You're like, just just restart your character and, you know, just, just restart your character. Have it do auto level. You know, just try it again. I tried it again. Played through it. Loved it. Um, found out that certain characters are going to be in the second one. And by the way, I'm just going to say a huge spoiler alert right now. If you haven't played these games, there's going to be just discussions all over the place on stuff that probably is going to spoil things for you if you haven't played. And if you have, I mean, of course, you're going to want to have it put on it. So me finding out that Rex, who was one of my favorite characters, was in the second game, and I accidentally didn't have him live when I played the first time. <laughs> I was Aww. very upset, so I went through and like powered through, I think, in like a day and a half the entire wow. game over again to well, make sure that he was alive. I mean, honestly, 
if you just do the main story stuff, I mean, you can get through it in 20-some hours. It's if it, On the first game, it is pretty short if you yeah. just focus on the story, but Correct. there's hundreds of hours oh, yeah. worth oh, of content definitely. It, it, on the first one. You can get out of it what you want to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, so, so definitely awesome to do that. I played through yeah. it, got the second one, played the second one, loved the second one. So I got you to thank for actually Yay. forcing me to replay those again and give it another chance and falling in love with probably one of my favorite game series. So moving on then, I guess we'll do the, since we handed out earlier, <laughs> the Fem Shep versus Male Shep debate. Yes. Because. Okay, can I start by saying that I am usually all for hoorah female characters, yes. hear me roar kind of thing. I, I love playing the female characters if I have the option. But there's well, just something for, first, can I can I say one thing? Did you did you customize your shepherd at all when you played? Or did you just use the box art version of Shepherd? I did use the box art. And and you know me, I love to customize. I'll spend hours just building a character. But mm-hmm. there was just something about just the classic Shepherd that I just loved. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you get back to your point. I tried to create like a something that looked similar to me, and I just I, I didn't like it. So I just restarted and just used the basic shepherd for the male version. I'll get to the female version in a second. Continue your female empowerment tirade. Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying I I normally do, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just something about shepherd that just just drew me in and just. I don't know. He just, it just was the perfect fit for what I wanted out of him. So I never messed with, I, I used the base, base version of him. Me, on the other hand, I played through the game, like I said, with the male shepherd, yeah. used him as the temp, the just in their template. But something ironic. So played through, wanted to do a um, renegade character. Yeah. So I decided, I was like, oh, I'll do a female one to see if anything's different. Ironically, I did do a female with short red hair, which ironically became the version of FemShep that we did get later. So the FemShep I made was ironically very close to the promotional art FemShep that we did get for the third game where they heavily pushed that. And I actually looked up some stuff on that and they they really wanted to push, you know, that version of Shepard too. So Mm -hmm. I can respect that out of them trying to, you know, show that there's the two different you know, you could be a female or you could be a male in the game, which was really cool. And there is some dialogue changes. Plus, me playing as a female that was the renegade version was always fun, too, because, like, I could play her to be a complete, um, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, I gotcha. <laughs> so that, that, that was a lot of fun to do that with it throughout the three games. So that was definitely something that I enjoyed doing. For me, the male shepherd is the one that's on the box, aren't the one that, I, that pops in my mind first. But I, I, I did like the way that they did female shepherd and kind of incorporated it. For the promotional part of it, it was cool to see trailers with her in it, with her alongside Ashley well, and the it, other characters. So yeah. that was neat for me. Yeah, because then they did, I think you kind of said it already too, but the that the cover art for the game where you could flip it and yeah. on one side it was male, one side female. Yeah. yeah, so that was really cool with that. So I guess since we've talked about, I guess our number one favorite characters, of course, Shepard. Oh, real quick before we move on. 
Do you know you know where the origin of his name came from, or possible origin of his name? Of course, Shepherd being someone who you know tends to a flock. Right. You know, he's the he's the guide for humanity, sort of shepherds shepherds yeah. humanity. But Alan Shepherd is actually the second man in space nice. after Yuri Gagarin. He was the second man in space, first U.S. He did not achieve orbit, but they said that was kind of where they also a point where they drew the name from so that was so that's a really really cool cool history little history tidbit there so just wanted to say that so with Shepard being our quote-unquote favorite character i guess we can move on to the other colorful cast of characters and kind of discuss you know who's our favorite from there throughout the entire series oh wow um i'm gonna let you go first on this one Morden. Morden. I loved Morden. Morden was fun. Just his his happy, chaotic, crazy self. I just I adored him and his little his little songs and he was great. I loved that character. I, I, I did like Morden Solas a lot. Um he he was one that I, I, I liked a lot. His, his character. It was always fun to talk to him on the ship and stuff. <laughs> um Solarians were really cool as I think a species. Um yeah. fun fact. They were vague. I'm just full of fun facts today for this. Uh, I looked up a ton of them. So the Solarians are actually based on the quote unquote grays that people claim to see in alien encounters. So that's kind of where that that, those came from, and it's kind of implied that those are might been what people had seen before they were before (laughs) they were made contact in the Mass Effect universe. So that's kind of a cool little nod to science fiction there. Yeah, and and I liked his his struggle that. You know the genophage, yeah, and everything he, like that. He, and I thought it really built depth for his his. Character. A lot of these characters do have depth built into them, yeah. which is really cool. That you know, there's more to them than just the cliche, and, cookie cutter version of the character. And since you did say spoiler alerts, I, I will say that um, that that part near uh, there the end of his his life, I it was quite a tearjerker. And one of and that has one of my favorite quotes from the series. The the had to be me. Someone else would have gotten it wrong. From that part in the third game, yeah. so and it was. Um, I have to admit, I had some tears. Wiping that tear away. <laughs> I, the, the little mini violin. I know. Uh, so I guess I'll go now for my character. Okay. I'm going to start off with Rex. Yeah, I, I know you love Rex. I I really enjoyed both the. The Rex and Grunt um, definitely was a big fan of the Krogans. They were just very, you know, fun to fun to play, have around. They were always, you know, shoot first, shoot again, and then maybe ask questions if someone survives yeah, kind of characters. The thing with them, though, is, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you. no, go ahead. This is a discussion. Um, well, the thing with them is, though, that they are very um, warrior yes. people. But the parts where you did go back to their home planet. Tachanka. <laughs> I love saying it. I know. It is awesome. There's a lot more to them than meets the eye. I mean, they, they care about their... Their Transformers. That's another day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do I, it. I know. It's okay. But I, the, you know, they're... They're really about honor and family, and and, and so that was and nice the genophage to see. Check, uh, 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 affecting them and everything, and 
their race's story is an interesting one with the whole, you know, that they saved the galaxy and then kind of spread out. And they're also, I mean, then they were hit by the Tyrians with the genophage, which was, of course, designed by the Salarians. (laughs) Right. So... And, and we can't forget a really good quote for Grunt. I don't need luck. I have ammo. Yes. Yes, that, <laughs> that one was definitely a good one for Grunt and everything. Uh, uh, anyway, so, sorry, I'm just I'm reminiscing in the back of my mind like, oh, Makes man. me want to go back and play it again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but, so those characters were always fun to play as. They were very victims of a sort, but they were also yes. kind of a cautionary tale because they're original home world their their world was is nuclear radiated completely destroyed because they basically figured out how to nuke each other before they figured out space travel like they were a very warlike race so it was kind of when they got the opportunity to spread out through the through the galaxy they kind of went hog wild on it so you kind of have both sides of that they were kind of stopped by the salarians and the turians to help you know the rest of the galaxy not be overrun with them, but then they were victims of a situation that they were kind of forced into because they weren't really that big in the galaxy until they were discovered and sort of thrown at the Rachni and saved the the galaxy. So it's it's a very their their race is a very interesting tale on multiple levels. So right. it's 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 cool and it's it definitely shows that this game has more depth to it. Um I'm gonna just go off on a quick segue for a second. This game feels very lived in. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to. And I really like games that feel lived in, that feel like there's events going on that don't have any effect on you. Bethesda's very good about that with their games to where, you know, you can do stuff and it kind of, you, you affect things in the world, but there's other stuff going on that kind of doesn't really care if you're involved or not. So that's interesting. This world feels like, you know, there's so much going on. There's so much stuff that you as Shepard can interact with, but there's other stuff that you hear about or are told about that is just, I mean, just novels worth of stuff in the game and just, you know, just so much backstory that's so interesting. Oh, yeah. So I guess we're going to go to another character for you then, and I'm guessing I might know the next one. Do you? Maybe. Well, I'm going to be honest, and um, I'm going to throw one out, the uh, throw a curveball at you. Okay. I really liked Legion. Legion was an interesting character. Yeah. Once again, we were just discussing, you know, characters with interesting backstories and, you know, cautionary tales and all this stuff, and he's a prime example of that. Well, and it was, um, what I like about Mass Effect is they take, a lot of the characters that you love, um, their races have interconnecting. There, you know, there, there's history there that's yeah. kind of. So like, Legion down. and Tally. Yes. I, I like both of them, and I can see both sides of why you know they have had issues in the fighting. Third, yeah, you're talking about the decision you kind of had to make in the third game yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really liked the way they made you feel sorry. For both sides. Yeah. So, but I I like Feel for both, you know, situations and everything. Correct. Yeah, Mass Effect is just a game full of feels. (laughs) A cool thing about Legion, for me, was he was revealed in that trailer for the second game. 
the one where we're showing showing you know the zoom around to Shepard's armor and everything, and it was like giving you know first human specter, you know savior of this, you know all his different accolades, and then it zooms out to reveal that there's a Geth with the armor on, yeah. and that was that was, that was so crazy. cool because you're like, what does it mean? Oh yeah, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was insane. They did a phenomenal job, I gotta say, on all the promotional material for the game, which I'm gonna quickly segue into something else, if yeah. that's okay for a moment. The DLC content, and I'm not particularly talking about the, you know, extra content like uh, Leviathan or the Citadel right. or the Shadow Broker right now. I'm talking about, like, if you, pl- in the, in two, more so in three, if you played certain other games by EA, or got certain promotional codes, you were able to get extra content in the game. Uh, GameStop had the one Obsidian armor, I believe. It, it, it was the one, yeah. I, I never wore the armor, but the gun, you had a black hole gun. And they had the um, armor from the Dragon Age series. Yes, they had yeah. the they had the Dragon Age armor. So that was really cool. There was a lot of cross-promotion mm-hmm. EA was doing with itself to kind of promote the game up and, you know, get you some extra content. Now, yeah. I mean, was the armor the best thing in the world? No, but it looked cool. It's, on, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker, as you know, um, and I'll let, I'll let all of you listeners know, I'm a sucker for, for costumes. I love skins. I love, I think it's, and, and that's kind of where I came back to. It was so surprising when I played these games is I, I usually am huge into customizing i love customizing so it was really cool they always had a lot of options for changing out and it wasn't just the armor they had the casual clothes too yeah. so when you're just walking around the ship they had different the, the hoodie the the one hoodie that, that he could wear <laughs> yeah. around i remember that in three that that was yeah. i think a collector's edition item was the getting the hoodie yeah so it was it was cool i like that part of it see i thought you were going to mention Leora Tassone. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to mention her, but I didn't know if we were going to have a separate, you know, for love interest in the game. That can be a whole different conversation of all the different options and, you know, what's your favorite and uh, and the fact that it can... I, I liked, just, you know, excuse me for a minute, but I like the fact that... And it's Bioware in general, because they do this with yeah. Dragon Age and some of their other stuff, but I like the way Bioware is not afraid to not just make it male female. Yeah, I like that they open that up for. That, 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 it's really yeah, really um, progressive of them to do that. Like yeah. I said, it's cool because I mean it's it's got it in there. So I mean it has something for technically everybody exactly. in there. So that's I mean no harm no foul in my opinion. Yep, it's really awesome. But yeah, um, lately Artisan was one of my favorite was one of my favorite characters in the fact of you know her her character is very cool. How she became the Shadow Broker is even kind of more yeah. interesting and how that developed in the second to the third game. I mean, honestly, it's it's really sad. We're such Mass Effect dorks. We could probably do an episode on every single game. Yeah, we, we like could. An individual one. Just so. a more in-depth look at each of them, but we're yeah. trying to get, you know, overall <laughs> kind of just our praising of the games overall. So, I mean, like, she was the one I, I enjoyed as a love interest for most of the games because I just thought she was a more... She was an interesting character for the discussions and everything. So I, I, I stuck with her as my um, interest for love interest for all of the well, all the games you could because in two you really can't. So I, I was a sucker for Miranda. Oh, 
for for the love interest part. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of liked her a lot. She was cool. For, I, for, for my male chef. Yes. I liked her. So, <laughs> speaking of love interest, I'm going to say this. I never pursued, uh, pursued this one, but I know that we should mention him as a favorite character. Garrus. Oh. As as fem femshep, you can romantically be yeah, involved with him, and apparently, and he is super awkward, and like yeah. stumbles over words and stuff. So, so it's kind of really he is funny. Not one that I, yeah, I, he's not one that I would think of to do, but yeah. So I just thought that was funny how they threw that in there, and I liked him as a character. He was one that I always liked having on my teams and stuff. So he he was. Him and Shepard's relationship, I mean, I played as the... I like did I said, like, yes, yeah, I like Shepard and his relationship. Their, their relationship was always fun, and his story is very interesting. Yes. Um, of course, there's a lot of there between the uh, Tyrians, I mean, ter- blah, blah, blah. Well, and, and I highly recommend, being that we're talking about, you know, the characters and everything, um, I highly recommend doing all of the extra character missions that are specific to each In one. each game. Yeah. Also... Another fun thing, and this is just a kind of a tip of the hat to Bioware, is if you have different characters with you at different times, you have different like discussions and everything mm-hmm. like that that happens. Oh yeah. So that's really cool that you don't get certain yeah, like when they're interactions just walking and around stuff. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. You get certain interactions, which is which is really cool. And like I said, I I just I, I just love the depth, thing. the depth they put into this world yeah. and in that. Dragon Age does that too. If you yeah. pair up certain ones, they'll, they'll you'll hear conversations that you normally. So yeah, that is really cool too. So once again, go into the overarching world, and I'm gonna start to touch on Mass Effect Three, which I know that there's a big elephant in the room, and we'll get to that elephant <sighs> eventually. <laughs> but I really liked how they incorporated, you know, the multiplayer. The multiplayer helps your galaxy map. Yeah, which, you played that a lot more. Yeah, than I which I mean, I I always had that like maxed out, but it was always fun to play the multiplayer because it you didn't have to do it, but if you did, it helped your main story. They also had an app that you could play on that would help the main story mm-hmm. as well to help build up your galaxy maps to one hundred percent to go fight the Reapers. So that was a really cool aspect of the game that I enjoyed. Personally, and, and to, to kind of make it to where it's not you're not just playing the game, you kind of bring it into the real world to mess around on the app, and you know the multiplayer has a point to it. I think that was I think they did that to kind of bring in those people that normally only like to play online mm-hmm. and hoping that they'll they'll bite and do the regular part of the game. And too. see, that's the thing. I mean, we're gonna. I I just think that. Certain single-player games, if they add a multiplayer, that should be what it's like, is to add one that you don't have to do, but if you right. do it, it's a beneficial thing. Yes. So that's the thing I liked about that is, did you have to do the multiplayer? No, not really. But if you did it, it was a beneficial thing to you in the game. So. Eno- well, and can I bounce off of the Galaxy map? Go for it. So I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, and and I'd love to hear the opinions of our listeners as well in comments. Any anything we're talking about, yes, by, please, by all means, comment. We would love to to, to get your opinion. Like I said, this guys. is a celebration yes. of one of our favorite games. So how did did you prefer the 
scanning of the planets and getting the minerals and the materials that way or did you prefer the the original style where you actually took the rover and then went down scanning in, in <laughs> oh poor the, rover the rover was fun it's just in the third it game it so made it was just so quirky like it just the the controls didn't i i wish it would have worked a little bit better cuz yeah. i can see that 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 would have been a really good way to do it if they would have made it a little better all right so I guess we're going to kind of talk about some theories. I mean, some theories real quick. There was one I have that I know has been brought up. I don't know if the game's ever confirmed it, though. Is Shepard indoctrinated the whole time? Mm. Because I've heard this theory before, and it's kind of the theory of, not to bring this up, but the Matrix. In the Matrix, Neo is... a quote unquote the chosen one, but he's actually technically part of a program. Uh, you know, the, the, I'm not even going to get into that right. whole speech, but but basically, he's there for a reason. So is Shepard in the same vein as the Reapers indoctrinated him to be the savior of humanity, and he just went against his because one of the things about indoctrinating is the longer you're around the Reapers, the easier it is to happen, and Shepard's around them a lot. Yeah. I personally don't subscribe to this theory. I just wanted to bring it up because I know it's one that floats around a lot. <sighs> you're you're probably gonna agree with me. I, I just wanted yeah, to bring it up because I'm, I, I I think it's 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 interesting, but I personally just I I'd like to think that Shepard's actions were were his own. Yes, I I would or be, technically my own since I was playing as him and right, forcing him to I, do stuff. I I'm the same with you. I I hope he's not. It's it's a cool thing to think on. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and and if you know if he was, he was. But yeah, in, in my opinion, I would prefer him not to be because that makes that's the whole part. That's the whole point of his character is. Another yeah. thing I was going to bring up is since he dies in two, and it's questionable on how he's brought back on whether he's you know, real the real shepherd or if he's a clone or this that and the other. But the Citadel DLC kind of confirmed that he is the quote-unquote original shepherd because there is another shepherd that just doesn't... The the, the DLC... So is he he like Fifth Element where they had the hand from her and they recreated her from the hand? I... If anyone knows the 100% answer to this, they kind of brief over it, if I remember correctly. So it's, it's implied that he is the original shepherd just kind of piece back together. So technically he's zombie chef. <laughs> no. Zombie chef. <laughs> I don't subscribe to zombie chef. One ga- one game we can leave zombies out. Thank you. So like I said, it's just an interesting thing, but they've kind of said that the reason I bring it up is because around the same time there was the star Wars Force Unleashed 2, where the entire arc of the story is, is, are you the original Starkiller or are you a clone? Right. And this game kind of goes, yeah, we don't really care. He's Shepard. That's all you, who cares if he's a clone or not? He's Shepard. Yeah. So I I thought that was a cool dynamic. And one game has the whole kind of storyline going, is he a clone? Is he not? And the other one's just kind of like, "Eh, who cares? He's, He's the character you're playing as. Go have fun. So that was kind of an interesting dynamic with that. And I have a question for you because you like to discuss and theorize stuff. All right. So Tempest versus Normandy. What's your pick? 
Tempest versus Normandy. Hmm. Well, I'm going to, of course, have to go with Normandy. <laughs> I mean, Normandy's my ship. And plus, I like the name, too. I don't know. The, um, if, you, if you've seen the screenshots that's on the website and that the screenshots of the ship. I, I, yeah, you got to look it up. That's the Tempest. Well, here's the problem. Tempest isn't going to be piloted by Joker. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> no, Joker's awesome. Oh. Aside from him being voiced by Seth Green, he was an awesome character. I mean, I didn't bring him up in the favorite characters category because I, I know I was kind of going off of characters that you're involved with in the game, as in like that can play alongside you. I know that Joker. Well, they do have that one. They, there's there's segments yeah. where you play as Joker, but right. I just I, I kind of wanted to have that more be for characters that can fight alongside you. Yeah, that's the ship that I get that they're supposed to be going on this huge. It's supposed to be this huge ship. Sorry, she just showed me a picture of the yes, Tempest just to refresh me. It's really me. cool looking. <laughs> but it's supposed to be huge. It's supposed to be like it's almost like Citadel size. Like it's supposed to be huge. Yeah. Whereas normally it's this little like. Aww. But, but if you look at it, it it looks like the. The Citadel. It kind of look, looks like the same shape as the Normandy. Because if you really look at it, you can see similarities. It looks like a hybrid of the Citadel and the Normandy, if you ask me. Yeah. Still looks cool, though. Sorry. It, it, it does. <laughs> now, I'm going to bring up something real quick that I, I, I know might get you heated. So, get ready, everyone. I'm not that bad of a person. <laughs> so I, I know that we haven't played all the DLC. I'll admit that no, right now. Yeah. I've looked up a lot of stuff on it. But my reasoning is this. I'm holding out for something that they might possibly do. So what's your opinion on them porting this game? Would it be something that would be worth it? Yes. Not going to elaborate. I was just making sure everybody understood I'm not thinking about it. Like, it's yes. It is not even so, a question. So if they were to port this game over to the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, have all the DLC content, have one through three on it, have just everything you could possibly have. That's like Christmas, my birthday, and everything all wrapped into one. Now, my question is this. Would you just run to the store and Fry go, shut up and take my money? Yes. I, I think I would be right there with you <laughs> as well. I would totally do that. Um, just, I don't, I don't know, just being able to just relive it all again and be excited and get myself ready for the new one, I think that would just, I'd love to do that again. And I just, I don't want to have to go back and play all the old ones. I, I, want, I want it refreshed and remastered and... I, I think it would be cool to have that again. Once again, a, a discussion we could have at a later point in time is do remakes matter? Right. Because there's been a lot of them lately. So. Yes, there's been a lot of ports, remasters, right. remakes. So that's a discussion for another day. But in my opinion, Mass Effect, if you could put the entire trilogy on a disc, I'd play it. I'd buy it again. Yeah. I, seriously, like if you just announce it, I'll be like, here's the money for it. I, I mean, and it's cool if you don't think so. It is. You know, I, I, I just, I know, 
I think there would be enough people that would be interested for it to be worth doing it. Do I think it's for everybody? No. Um, you know, a lot of people that I know, they they play a game and they're done. They have no interest in, you know, replaying it or anything. But I, I, I think I, I, I would love it. So. I know that we have a lot more that we've left on the table that we could possibly discuss. Right. But there is one final thing I want to discuss for at least today. And that's the ending of Mass Effect 3. Now, I know we're, we're tiptoeing into very I'm probably going to make some people mad. Some very troubled waters. But yeah. once again, if you want to post, nicely post your opinion. Yeah, because we're, we're not we're, saying anyone's right. We're not saying anyone's yeah, wrong. This is a discussion. Yes. So, and and I'll say for a fact that nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's all just it's what you're happy and what you get out of it. For me personally, the ending. Um, you know, and I'm sorry if you don't agree with me. That's cool. I it, it is what it is. But um, let's get over it. Like, I, <laughs> okay, you're you're going that direction. Yes. So here's my point. And, and I know people have said it before, um, and, and I actually even think Bioware said this. I'm not for sure. Um, it doesn't really matter, but um, it's it's all about the journey. So you're, you're taking words out of my statement <laughs> I'm about to make, so mine's going to sound moot now, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so here's the point. Did I love going through the first one and making decisions? Did I use my save file for the second game, yes. hoping that it would affect how certain things are done in the second game based off of my save file? Yes. Did I use my save file from the second one and go to the third one? Because I was hoping, depending on what I did in the previous two games, it would matter in the third one. Yes, I did. And it did. It still did. Yeah, it did. Um, was it, like, substantial? I mean, it had little things here and there that, that if you were a big enough fan and you truly love the series, you would notice it. Um, but just just the whole, I'm not going to let the ending of the game that I may not have been 100% happy with ruin all of the times and the hours that I spent playing the whole series. I feel the Mass Effect series for me is more of a journey yeah. than a destination. Yeah. My my enjoyment of that game came from the journey. It didn't I'm not saying I don't I'm not gonna give me I'm not gonna give any one way or the other on my opinion of the ending, but I'm just gonna say that I enjoyed the journey, not the destination. It for the game. Like that was not what I wanted to I, I didn't wanna beat the game, if that makes any sense. I right. wanted to I continue wanted to keep going. Yes. I wanted to continue in that world. The ending to me was a was something that was there. It wasn't something I, I sat there and am reminiscing about. And I think from our discussion, it kind of makes that obvious that we're reminiscing about the game. The We're reminiscing about the journey more so than the destination yes. of this game. Yeah, so, I mean... And, so, and with that being said, that's our opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm saying. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong in that. It's If... If you truly were upset about the ending, then that's fine, and, and you have your opinion, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think, for me personally, um, I just I wasn't gonna let that get in the way of the everything that I have done over the last three games and ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap up our 
probably first discussion on Mass Effect. I'm sure there'll probably be another one at some point. Uh, with that being said, you guys, you know, if you want to comment or give us your opinions or yes, your favorite please. characters, we you know, would we've, love to discuss we've discussed so much stuff throughout this this segment that we would love to hear your feedback. But we're going to be right back after this quick break. This is Zingness. All right, welcome back. Hello, that hello. Was, it was, of course, a fun discussion. Yes, on, I could on, keep going and going. <laughs> we, we definitely could. Um, with that being said, we're going to kind of wrap things up with this. So um, do you want to start on how they can give us their opinions? Yes. Um, so as always, don't forget to check us out on our various media that we're on. Facebook at Zingness. Twitter at Zingness. iTunes Zingness. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Zingness Podcast. Yep. We're actually, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something to where we're going to post a photo each week of, you know, the different topics that we're going to be discussing. I tried it this week. So if you're on there, you kind of got a hint of what the current topics were and right. what we were mainly discussing. So you might get a little hint the day before on what the Monday podcast will be about. And do you want to tell our listeners um, that a little bit about Stitcher? Yes, we are on Stitcher now, as well as SoundCloud. I'm working on Google Play. Okay. Um, so that will hopefully be enacted soon. But, I mean, there's plenty of different ways to find us. You also got YouTube and everything like that. So it's all of its zingness, so it's very easy to find. Drop us a tweet, you know, join us on on Facebook, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube. We want to get to 100, 100 subscribers on YouTube, so you can I can just tell people it's YouTube dot com slash zingness instead of it's <laughs> youtube.com slash 520 so on so forth numbers letters right so if we can get to 100 subscribers we're, we're core of the way there we, we would love to ha- get some help you know just subscribing to that and uh, just just dropping a quick little hint we might be doing some exclusive you know quick reviews and quick content that will be exclusive to the youtube page we're of course gonna always do the podcast on here but we right. want to also kind of give something for the youtube as well just a little quick thing so don't have a time frame when that stuff's going to start coming out but when it does we'll definitely inform you guys and you can always email us at zingthis at gmail.com and you can also if you want to help support us you can go to patreon we are working on exclusive content for that so there will be exclusive podcast to patreon that is zingness secret origins Ooh. Which is kind of a backstory on everybody you know, likes a good origin story. Which is a backstory on you know what drove us to do this, and you know some cool behind the scenes stuff with you know what what caused us to do a podcast. That would be a cool way to you know get some background information on us that should be out later on no, no later uh, later on in November. So definitely, if you want to head over to patreon.com slash zingness, you can check out that and hopefully give us some some support. With that being said, I also want to give a quick shout out to our music done by DJ Golden Boy 89. If you guys have seen the new logo we've gotten, that was actually done by my older brother. You can find him on Instagram at Zinger Photo. So definitely check that out. He's possibly working on some more stuff for us. Don't know when that's going to be available. But like I said, I, I, I love the new logo. So oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's all thanks to him. So if you want to check out some other work he does, you can. Of course, find that at 
Zinger photo on Instagram. Once again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This has been Zingness. Bye. Hello, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel.